Hello and welcome to another edition of the Third Ship Football Podcast. Today we'll be previewing all of Week 11's games and heralding in the most wonderful time of the year. Elite season, baby. everybody welcome back it's another edition of the third shift football podcast where we stay up late watch football games because we live in the eastern time zone central time zone but neil guess what it's elite season baby joe flacco he's going to start for the new york jets this weekend that's right there according to wikipedia seven foot one quarterback is going to be back to his elite ways this weekend and we're not god it's going to be terrible it, we're not joking. It literally on Wikipedia says seven foot one, 245 pounds. I know. I went in there and I was like, ah, I better. I was making sure that he actually won Super Bowl MVP because I remember it happening, but I've been wrong before. And uh, yeah, I don't think Joe Flacco seven one, but in my head, he is now forever. 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 Mm-hmm. Neil, uh, week 11 has a lot of good storylines, but we begin with the developing news that happened right before we started recording on this Thursday night. Antonio Brown, according to the Tampa Bay Times, they have an exclusive story of Tampa Bay Buccaneers receiver Antonio Brown obtaining a fake COVID-19 vaccination card to avoid the NFL protocols, according to former live-in chief, chef, uh, chef, excuse me. Live-in? Live-in, I'm, I'm not live sure. In. Live, live in, in chef like he lives with him oh live. excuse me live i'm reading a tweet and i, like, I know butcher. i'm so sorry everybody but then ian Rappaport says he spoke with antonio brown's attorney who maintains that brown is in fact vaccinated he said be like antonio brown get vaccinated so neil let's talk about this a lot of people in america have fake vaccine cards because for some dumbass reason they don't want to get the vaccine to save their lives and other lives right um what do you make of this I don't know what to make of it. It's, it's, look, this is all allegedly like it would, would it surprise me. No, Antonio Brown would be the exact kind of person to pull this bullshit. My only takeaway, because there's so much, like he said, she said, and this is, you know, this would, Antonio Brown needs to learn if he just pays people, they won't turn on him instantly. Instantly. <laughs> Because this is this happened like when all that stuff came down uh, two years ago when he got the whole Raiders thing kicked off. Half of that was he just wasn't paying people. Like Antonio, Booby, like I hope you're actually vaccinated. That's I'll say this, but just pay people. If people know potentially sensitive information, just pay those people, and he keeps not doing it. It's amazing. Right, and again, this is alleged. Like Neil said, nothing is confirmed. Nothing has happened yet but if you're if you're the tampa bay front office do you need this it's it look at this one it's not this isn't enough of an issue like if they if they ground him on board after all of the shit that was happening in 2020 to start 2019 2019 20 to start the year if they brought him in after all of that shit this doesn't move the needle, especially because he can say, no, I have it. This dude's just trying to get money from me. If you if you're this deep, you're going to roll with him. If Antonio if, Brown would stay out of damn news for the wrong reasons, he'd probably still be in Pittsburgh. No, he wouldn't be in Pittsburgh. He'd be in Oakland right now, which I'm sure Oakland would be a big fan of. 
Oh, big fan. They need a, you know, a guy that can take the top off. But, um, yeah, not a good look for Antonio Brown or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll see how it develops throughout the week into the weekend and honestly throughout the season because people do this in America. I think he's the first player in the NFL to get a report about this. So, we'll just see. Neil, let's move on. Let's talk about the games. We got some good games, and guess what, people? We're going to two of them. Yeah, boy. Yeah. So, uh, let's start the first one, Neil. It's the Dallas Cowboys against your Kansas City Chiefs. Yay. Chiefs are favored by two and a half. It's a Sunday afternoon game. This is easily, on paper, the best game of the week. Outside maybe the game I'm going to. Uh, there's a lot on the line for different reasons. A yeah. lot. For the Chiefs, this is an opportunity to maybe – now, they, Dallas does also play that cover three, like Seattle-style defense that – Vegas does, but they've shown a little more ability to adapt. So this is a good another chance for Chiefs to show if they come out and they're they're dynamic on offense again, this could be a sign that they've got out of their malaise and they're ready to roll and yeah, they're ready to move forward. And maybe we should start thinking about the Chiefs again as contenders in the AFC. On the other hand, um, for the Cowboys, they had that bad loss, and this is another chance for them to beat up on a legitimately good team, at least what's considered a contender. And for them, they're eyeing for the one spot and the NFC and the Chiefs for the AFC. There's a lot to play for in this game. You're right. Yeah, I, I think there's a, a, there's a lot of factors. I think for the Chiefs, they need to win the trenches on both sides of the ball. They have to get to Dak. They got to slow down the running game of Zeke and now help their secondary. Because let's face it, this Cowboys offense, it's just as good as the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Running game's better. I think the Chiefs passing game might be a touch better because I like Mahomes more than Dak, and that's not saying a lot because I love me some Dak. But, Neil, if we look – I'm looking at the Cowboys' schedule. Guess how many teams they've been that are over 500 right now? Um, so the Two. Chargers and the Pats. Wow. They need this game. Yeah, I love the Cowboys. They're my Super Bowl pick. I think I said on the last podcast they're the best team. In the NFC, but I'm not. They gotta win this game if they want the one seed. If they don't, kiss it goodbye. They're gonna win their division. That's fine. I just think in the long term, you don't want to go to Green Bay. No. Every team needs to avoid going to Green Bay. You don't want to deal with that. You just don't. No, yeah, this is important for playoff seating and like for the Cowboys. They had that rough loss against the Broncos a couple weeks ago, and they. And they got over it by whipping the Falcons, but the Falcons are the Falcons. A statement win over these Chiefs would say something. It'd be a nice signal saying we are Super Bowl contenders. Now, Maybe the, everyone start taking this seriously. For the Cowboys, Neil, but, I think they got to score on the turnovers. And they can't give yeah. up the big play. Like, Diggs has to not blow his coverage. Because the minute he does, Tyreek Hill's catching a 70-yard touchdown pass. Well, yeah, it's it's the whole thing this year. Like, I don't think their defense is that good. They have some nice pieces. Micah Parsons has been great as a rookie, a legitimate both edge rusher and off-ball linebacker. It's kind of amazing. Um, they have some really nice pieces, but with Randy Gregory out, that's going to be a problem. And also Trayvon Diggs' season behind the pick, so there's a lot of Questionable Bad. coverage. So yeah, if he can if he can force Mahomes to throw one his way, which Mahomes has been somewhat obliging this year, yeah, he might get some picks, but there's also an equal chance he gets roasted by one of the best receivers in the NFL. So I think it's an interesting matchup on that side of the ball because 
are the Cowboys willing to get out of that cover three to do that cover two shell? And if so, can the Chiefs exploit it? And on the other side of the ball, uh, the Chiefs defense has been playing better, but I have a sneaking suspicion they're going to get overmatched by the best offensive line they've played all this year. But Tyron Smith is not playing. Ooh, he's not. That's exciting. I thought he was. A, I thought I saw a report that he's out for the next couple weeks to get his body right. I thought he was trending toward playing. I'm pretty sure he's out. If he plays, yeah, they have the advantage. If he doesn't play, mm, I don't know. He was limited at practice. It was limited at practice. We'll see. Mm, I think it'll be mm. interesting. I think it's going to be a shootout, though. I don't have great faith in either of these defenses, even though both have shown flashes of being better than we thought they would be this year. But I'm, oh, I hate this, but I'm going to take the Cowboys. I just, I have a sneaking suspicion last week was just a flash in the pan. See, I don't think it is. And here's why they're desperate. They know yeah. they can't afford to slip up anymore. I think they saw what, they have to do that works good running game, take what's there and occasionally get the, the chunk plays, right? Not 50 yard mm. plays, 20 to 25, right? And get the yeah. I think that's really important. The Chiefs O line has been better every week. It's turning into a great offensive line. The des- the more desperate team will win. The Chiefs are the more desperate team. And it's at home. I think that's a huge advantage. Huge advantage playing at home. Yeah. And hopefully Arrowhead will be hopping, especially because the Chiefs, you know, we love it around here when the Raiders lose and we beat them horribly. So, yeah, it should be an interesting game. And this will be the week they finally get Josh Gordon involved in some or any capacity. Any capacity. Like, please. You tell me Harmon is your third best receiver because Travis Kelsey is obviously their second best or first best, 1A1B with Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. So, uh, second game, Neil, the game I'm going to Colts, Bills, and Buffalo. Oh boy. Yeah. The Colts next two games are the Bills and Buccaneers. We're the Buccaneers fight... game looking a lot more winnable, but I don't like See, I think this game this is more winnable. Really? Only because the Colts running game will keep them in it. Yeah, but here's the thing. And the weather's get... not supposed to be good. It's supposed okay. to rain or snow. Yeah, here's here's the rub. If it snows, even if it rains, you can still throw the ball in inclement weather. Shh. Just because teams go all in their shell doesn't mean you can still throw. You can still do things. And unless it's a freaking blizzard, usually it's not going to impact the offense, in my opinion, that awful much. I just don't think you guys have enough oomph on offense to keep up with the bills and the bills defense is really 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 good guys it is possibly one of the best in the league especially with the rams defense falling flat on their stupid faces the last couple of weeks they're first against the pass and third against the rush by a dvoa this is an incredibly efficient defense and they're paired with one of the better offenses in the league and frankly i don't love that combination against a what i consider scuffling colts team I, I I like the Bills in this game. That might shock you. It doesn't. Um, I think the Colts cover though. The line seven. By the way, Chiefs will cover against the Cowboys. Um, because yeah. it's two and a half. I and here's why. I think the Colts will keep it close because of the running game. Star Lotolele is out. Yeah, that does hurt. That hurts a lot. 
I know the Chiefs secondary, or not the Chiefs, the Bills secondary is very good. However, good luck tackling Jonathan Taylor. The Colts should have beat the Bills in the playoffs last year because they ran the ball down their throat, and Phillip Rivers made good decisions. If the Colts can have a similar game plan and force some turnovers, they got a shot. Now, if I'm the Bills, I would not run the ball once. I would not run the ball maybe 10 times. I would obliterate this Colts secondary. It has not been good this year. Now, it, it's been better than last week against the Jaguars, which the Bills lost to, but that happens. Mm-hmm. If I'm Josh, Josh Allen should have 400 passing yards. I don't care what the weather is. The rain will hurt. The Bills need it to snow. They need, well, yeah. they need it to snow because the offense always does better when it snows compared to raining. Yeah, I – look, they're going to pass all over. I personally think they're just going to pass all over the Colts. You're right. Because I'm imagining Stefan Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders up against uh, Rocky Xavier Rhodes and, Xavier, and Rocky No, Sins. Xavier yeah. Rhodes may not play. It would be Rocky okay. Sin and Isaiah Rogers. Oh, good. Even and, better. I'm sure that would go amazing. Backup safeties. Like, are you kidding me? Like, Josh Allen should have 400 passing yards. Go four, routes. Four tutties. Yeah, go routes forever. No, do go routes. It's just the Colts play a zone, and they don't yeah. blitz enough to get pressure on the quarterback. The The pass rush is not consistent enough. Where it should be this Josh Allen just sits there, dink and dunk, occasional deep shot. You hit a couple. I, I think the Bills score a lot. I think the Colts score a lot, too. The Colts are an explosive offensive team. If the Colts win this game, Carson Wentz cannot have bad moments. He's been above <laughs> average this year. I, no, no. I don't like the narrative right now, Carson Wentz. I really, really? don't. No, no, no. Did, he has made only a couple of bad decisions. Seriously. I can think I, of at least three or four games this season alone where he's made some crippling decisions. And I'm not disagreeing with that. But with the good, with the bad, you got to talk about the good. Yeah, but what what would you there, say there his is best? No but. What would you? No, there is a but. There no. absolutely is a but to that. You, what if, would you if, say his best games of the year have been? San Francisco. Okay. Hands down. That was his best game. Cool. Without his playmaking in that game, they lose. Mm-hmm. Cool. Against one of the worst pass defenses in the league. Please continue. You still, still got to make the throws. You're right, but I'm making a point here. Well, seriously, tell me what you think what his best offensive games have been of the year. I think the Ravens was actually a great game. The defense failed him. Like, failed him. Okay, another team with no corners. I, I understand that, but you still have to make the throws. They, they All they have is Michael Pittman. They don't, yeah, have, but- they, they don't have another receiver. T.Y. Hilton's banged up. He's old. But my point is, the second they faced a better defense against the pass, he's crumpled like a house of cards. He doesn't do well when there's pressure. And the O-line has to play well, and yeah. the Bills have a good pass rush. I'm not disagreeing that. All I'm saying is Carson Wentz can't have bad moments. So, like, he struggled against the freaking Jags. He struggled against the Titans both times. Oh, he didn't play the first time, did he? No, he did. Um, he's played every game. T- yeah. He's struggled against more superior. His, he looks great against bad teams, and he looks like dog shit against good defensive teams. And the Bills are one of the best defensive teams. In I the wouldn't league. say I, he was dog shit against Titans. He just made a really he made two critical errors the worst time. When you literally throw the game away almost twice, I would call that dog shit. No matter I, what you do up to that point, 
I'm sorry. No, see, he threw a pick six in the grass to do that and then literally throw the game away in overtime. I'm sorry. There's no nothing about the rest of your performance I can give to you. But you can't talk bad without talking good. You can't. He's been fine. He's okay. He's been okay. But I think he struggled against top tier defenses. And, and that's fair. The narrative but, around him is that he's a decent quarterback. It's just occasionally he just goes insane and does makes the most batshit decisions you've ever seen. And that's been him his entire career. It's been better this year than last year or the year before. I, I just definitely I just, better than last year. I, I, need, so I just want people to like, for, like, I know last year happened with the Eagles, right? I, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to sound like a, an, a like apologist for him. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying the guy deserves a fair shot. Has he made some really erratic throws and decisions? Yes. I will be the first one to tell you that. If you watch me watch Colts, I'm like, what the hell, dude? But then he makes plays. It's like, okay, you are the future because you can make that throw. And there's only a couple other quarterbacks that can do that. That's my thing with Carson Wentz. Okay. The Colts will go as far as Carson Wentz takes them this year. And then next year we'll see what happens. They have roster issues. I don't think the Colts, I, this, their five and five record is not him. The Titans loss was him. He also got them the lead too. Everybody forgets the Colts took the lead because of Carson Wentz's drive. And then the defense couldn't stop the Titans without Derrick Henry. Yes. We all want to remember those two plays and that's fair. You can do that. You also have to take the the, the good with the bad. His bats have, his bats have been bad. Like Josh Allen has done some really dumb stuff this year, and he's praised as a top five quarterback. He's done stuff worse than Carson Wentz. No, he hasn't. I'm oh, yes, sorry. He, no, he has not. He has literally done the same name, dumb. Passes. Name me name me one play worse than Carson. One play by Josh Allen that's worse than Carson Wentz's pick six. The whole Jaguars game. No, no, it wasn't. He didn't throw it in the end zone, twisting to a dude three feet away from him and pick six. There's nothing in that Jags game worse than that. That's a fair point. Stafford did, though. I note I said Josh Allen in particular because I knew Stafford would come up instantly. Stafford's also had some problems. My point is quarterbacks make dumb decisions. Yes, they do. And I'm sick and tired of this narrative on Carson Wentz because every quarterback does it. That's all. The reason it's it's not a narrative with Carson Wentz, it's an observation of his career. One year. No, every year. Even his freaking good year with the Eagles, this play was there. I think we could do a podcast just on Carson Yeah, we will we will argue for an hour about this. We need to move on. I I I just want a more fair shake. That's all. Okay, that's that's fine. That's fine. Because we give the benefit of doubt to a lot of quarterbacks. I don't. Well, I think they're all terrible. <laughs> Except for um, Tom Brady. Oh, JK. JK. Bad tell proven good, baby. You're bad tell proven good. Got my Bengals Raiders. Jones. We're going to go Bengals Raiders for the third game, Neil. Okay. By the way, I have the Bills, right? You have the Bills? Yes, I have the Bills. You have the Bills. Okay. Bengals Raiders. This is another big wild card game in the AFC playoff picture. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you're the Bengals, you can still get the division. 
Yeah, because the NFC, NFC, the AFC North is currently doing its best to light itself on fire and throw itself off a cliff. So, yeah, everything's still a play for the Bengals. They had a couple of tough losses to uh, close out before their bye week, which was last week, a.k.a. the best bye week of the year, considering it happened in the rest of the division. The and NFC the re- North remembers. The NFC North always remembers. Basically, these are two teams who are still who were had really hot starts and were kind of in contention and have fallen off. They both have two losses coming into this one, um, both in fairly crushing manner. I mean, the Raiders got beat by actually, wow, it's kind of shocking. They got beat by a New York team and then a divisional rival. Both, both the Raiders and the and the Bengals. Uh, yeah, but the Bengals dropped that terrible game to the Jets and then got whacked around by the Browns. On the other side of the football, the Raiders lost that terrible game to the Giants and then got whacked around by the Chiefs. So they're both licking their wounds right now. And this will be a very key game to get them back on track. I think yeah. the key to this one is if can Joe Burrow play better? Because he's he play has, has fallen off a cliff the last two games. It's not like he's played elite. Like, okay, the Browns should be an elite defense, but they're not. They were in that game. They were not. The they're, just, they're just so inconsistent. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think Joe Burrow and that offensive line have ha- got to show up. Because yeah. both teams are 8-9 and nine AFC. They're a game back of the Patriots, but the Patriots haven't had a bye week. And by the way, we're, we're going to recap Thursday Night Football after Monday Night Football. We both have plans before the game, but this is monstrous. The Bengals can still win their division. The Mm -hmm. Raiders still can win their division. They both can't do that. They still have a chance for the wild card because it's seven teams. Like, this is awesome. This is is why the seven seed was put in last year. No, this is a great, this is a great, this is a great divisional or AFC conference matchup. Dude needs to get back on track. And frankly, I'm leaning toward the Bengals in this one because what the Raiders have shown me in the last two weeks, especially minus Henry Ruggs, is a defense that's so good when they get pressure but has worrying parts across the board and an offense that has lost its pep. It's lost its ability to move the ball downfield and it's just slowly sinking in upon itself. And as much as the Bengals have struggled, I think they're going to beat this Raiders team. I think they do because they have very good weapons. It's not as good as the Chiefs. Well, I would argue their three fours are better than the Chiefs' three fours, but they should do well. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, they should do really well against that secondary. And like Joe Mixon, like him and the offensive line have got to give Joe Burrow something so he's not throwing it 50 times. Yeah. And Joe but Burrow's I, just got to make better decisions. That's it. Yeah. And I, and with the Raiders, like you can't lose three straight like this. No. Like you, you, you can't. It'll be the death toll. And you're at home. Two of those will be at home. That's bad. Yeah. But I like the Bengals. I think they're the better team. Yes, I do too. I I like the Bengals. All right, Neil, let's move to our last game. Fourth game, Packers-Vikings. NFC North remembers. It's an NFC, NFC North showdown, although... I mean, the Vikings have underachieved with all the talent. Yeah, but they're coming off a win. Yeah, but this is a game they should win, and they're not going to. Against the Packers? I I, I love this Vikings team, the talent they have. You I don't like it. Should, you think this is a should win, though? I mean, yeah, because I can I see the Packers just laying an egg. Yeah, I this, do, too. The Packers have not laid an egg yet this year, and they always do. 
No, they, I'd argue they didn't. Well, they laid one, an egg but... in week one, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Uh, I think this will be a fun game. I, although, admittedly, with the Packers and the Vikings, I'm a sucker. Every time the Packers play the Vikings, I'm like, ooh, I think this could be the week. This could be a tight game. Tight game. Maybe this is the time. The Vikings finally come out on top. And every goddamn time, the Packers win back 25. It's not even competitive. Are you saying the Packers are going to blow them out? But I think this is going to be a close game. (laughs) Why is it a close game? Well, because if the Vikings can bring that aggressive energy they brought to the end of the Chargers game, I like that. That's good. They have the weapons. They have all this offensive talent. And if they get more aggressive with it, then boom, they could... They could, they could win this game. If they get more aggressive, they could score more points against the Packers defense, who's been playing better. But, I mean, still, they're trotting out Kevin King and uh, I can't even name it, Eric Stokes as their primary corners. And with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, the Vikings are well positioned to make them pay for that, let me just yeah. say. Yeah. So I think there is some matchup things going on defensively. Uh, Daniil Hunter's still out. That sucks, but they still have Everson Griffin. They still have Eric Kendricks and uh, who's the other linebacker? Oh, it's escaping me. Darn it. The, the UCLA one? Yeah. Um, yeah. They still have two really good right. linebackers. They have a decent enough secondary. Still Harrison Smith back there at safety. There's a lot of good things going on with the Vikings, and I think they could keep this game close. Now, I am going to listen to that little voice inside and pick the Packers to win, but I think this could be a tight game, and it could help the Vikings in their hunt to make the playoffs after that disastrous uh, two and three start. uh, Sorry, one and three start. Yeah, I agree with that, and I'm looking up to see if the Packers' best corner, Jair Alexander, is going to play, and he's not. Yeah, that's a huge, huge blow. Yeah. They need him. They'll, they'll, they need him for the stretch run. This is a big game, obviously, for playoffs. Like now we're in playoff mode, right? Like mm-hmm. you you can't afford to drop any more games, really, either for the one seed, home field advantage with the division, or just to get in, right? Mm-hmm. So for Green Bay, like I said, nobody wants to go there. You want people coming to Green Bay, right? Yeah. You've got to get the one seed. It's your best chance to get a bye week with an older team. Yeah, and you get people to come to Green Bay in the middle of January and just yeah, no, slowly freeze to death on the sideline. Like hard pass. And then for the Vikings, right, they're the eighth seed right now mm-hmm. at four and five. <laughs> the Panthers have not had their bye week. Now, so fortunately. Five, five, they're five and five. They got a chance to do this. Yeah. They now, fortunately for the Vikings, their schedule does get a lot easier after this game. They play the Niners, the Lions, the Steelers, the Bears, the Rams – which I know, but the Packers and the Bears, so there's there's an easy schedule, but I still think they need to win as many games as possible. They got they got to win a couple games against teams that are clearly above them in the standings. They're like the yeah. Colts, right? The Colts mm-hmm. have got to split the Bills Buccaneers two game set here coming up, right? Mm-hmm. I, think, I think the Vikings have to get this game. You can't like every team in the NFC has a chance for the playoffs except the Lions. And that's wild, right? Uh, it's the seventh seed. I know you're right. It just poor lions. But you, you want to know a fun fact about the Vikings this year? Do you want to guess their largest margin of it, of loss was? I'm not gonna look. It's less than eight. Correct. 
Is you are correct. Six? Nope, it's seven. They lost Damn 14 it. to seven to the Browns in week three. Other than that, three point loss to the Bengals, one point loss to the Cardinals, uh, four point loss to the Cowboys, although that one gets a big old asterisk. <laughs> they, they should have won that game. Yeah, and a three point loss to the Ravens. This team, like, they, they, they be, be competing with the one seed. The corner. They be with the one seed. If they just, yeah, like, oh, you know what we were saying about the Ravens in one score games of how that was going to have to regress tech to the mean. Now it's this is the other the side of that coin. The Vikings yeah. are going to start winning some of these close games and they may be, a, I don't think they're going to make too much noise, but I think this could be a good, interesting team in the playoffs. Packers by one and a half. Who do you like Neil? Uh, the Packers. Come on, Neil. Join me. No, I know. I, I'm sorry. I do this every year, every year. The Vikings play the Packers. I'm like, Man, this could be the time. This could be spicy. And always it's a dominant Packers win. Give me skull, baby. Skull, baby, skull. Give it to me. I like the big play of the Vikings taking advantage of this secondary. I know the Packers defense has played well, but they are due to lay an egg. I know it was in week one when they did it. It's due. But I think Rodgers has a big game. He had a week of practice. He'll have a good game against the Vikings. But he also could be terrible because the Vikings defense is really good. Really mm-hmm. like that unit. All right, now let's go through the rest of week 11. Can't believe I'm saying week 11. Wow. Wild. Ravens, no, Bears right. in Chicago. Ravens by four and a half. Um, I'll be interested to see whether or not more teams take Miami's strategy of sending everybody at Lamar Jackson. Because if it works, as with the Dolphins showed, it's pretty wonderful, and it actually shuts down that offense pretty well. But there's also a pretty big risk of – Hollywood Brown breaks free on a go route and all of a sudden you've given up seven. So I don't know. I don't think the bears are quite equipped to really punish them as well, even though I think they have a better D line than the uh, Dolphins. I'm going to choose the Ravens in this game. I like the Ravens too. They'll bounce back. They can't uh-huh. lose this game. I, I, this is the message of this week. You can't afford to drop games that you need to win. Yeah. If they do though, this, I think it might mm. be cut. They'll be trying to pay the piper and all those injuries. Yep. Yeah. Catch up to him. Lions, Browns in Cleveland. The Browns are favored by 11 and a half, Neil. Are you going to give the Lions their first win? No. Oh, come on, Neil. They shouldn't have even tied last week. <laughs> Just the, the Steelers kept going, oh, my God, the ball. So, no, it's going to be the Cleveland by probably the 11. Browns will win big and everybody will like, oh, Cleveland has a chance. And then they'll lay an egg the following week because that's what they've done all year. Texans, Titans, Neil. Titans minus 10 at home. This game might be spicy. I feel it too. I don't know like, why. Tyrod Taylor? How. Yeah, if Tyrod plays like Tyrod gets like a couple weeks back in him, plays a little bit like he did earlier in the year when they were or that was the Bills they were hanging with for a while. No, it was the Browns, which that doesn't look as good now. But yeah, and I just the Titans, they're seven and two. They've just had one one of the most brute they gone five and oh and one of the most brutal stretches any team could probably have this year but at the end of it there's just there's something off about that team you know you just get the impression that the offense isn't clicking very well with derrick henry out and something's not right there with how banged up they are and their defense is just one game where they don't get amazing pressure away from getting shredded i don't know i don't think it's this week for the titans but like, kudos to the Titans for what they've done, and we've said this before, but I just – there's something off about that Titans team, man. 
Are you picking the Titans? I am picking the Titans. I just cannot. I think Tyrod Taylor has a great game and gets the upset because of everything you just said. There is something off with them. They're not the same team without Derrick Henry. And this is the game that Tannehill falls apart. That's so weird. They beat the Rams in the last two weeks, and I'm still in the same. But, they, but the Rams like, beat themselves eh. with the two terrible turnovers by Stafford. Yes, they did. <laughs> like, let's just be honest, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and then if the Saints have Kamara, the Saints win that game. The Saints will have a garbage roughing the passer calling them, and they make the extra points, they win the game. Like, Yeah, it just feels like ever since Derrick Henry went down, the Titans are walking like this razor wire between being – like starting to be really bad, but I don't think the Texans are the right team to make it show. Neil, we should have put this game in our top four. Dolphins, Jets. This is going to be glorious. I'm really sad I won't be able to watch this at all. Season. Joe Flacco is going to start for the New York Jets in New York. I know we briefly touched on Flacco in the intro, but God, he won a Super Bowl MVP. And this, his career fell apart after Lamar <laughs> took over for him. Yeah. Like, he's wow. not good. He's just not – he wasn't that good to begin I, with. If he goes to the Hall of Fame, it's a crime. Oh, God, no. Like, he should have <laughs> been Super Bowl MVP. You think Trent Dilfer's in the Hall of Fame? Oh, God. The Ravens' two Super Bowls were because of Ray Lewis-led defenses. Yeah, they have not quarterbacks. <laughs> the list of quarterbacks who won a Super Bowl at the Ravens, which I know it's just two, but it's what Trent Dilfer and Joe Flacco, which those guys have rings. Joe Mont, no, not Joe Montana. Sorry, Dan Marino doesn't. Think yeah. about it, won't you? <laughs> I like the Dolphins. Their defense is starting to play well. It's about damn time too. Their defense showed up this year. Yeah, I I like the Dolphins, but mostly because I think the Jets are ass. Facts. Saints Eagles Neil. I think Kamara's playing. Nope. He's not he's, playing. Uh, yeah, he's looking – he's not He's not practicing so far this week. Oh, he's not going to play. As much um, as I like the Saints team. Yeah, just, without Kamara, their, their offense is not nearly the same. Even with Trevor Simeon, who's doing a really nice job. Yes, considering he's Trevor Simeon. For but that's because though. of Sean Payton. Sean Payton is yeah. an elite, elite coach. Yeah, he's an elite offensive play caller. I don't think it's going to be enough against the Eagles, though, no. who are slowly looking better and better. They're playing they, – they've been playing hard all year, Neil, and the development of Jalen Hurts is really shining. Yeah, like, Devontae I, Smith emerging, too. Yeah, I mean, that really helps. Like, he has a lead receiver. Miles Sanders could play Sunday. Yep. Like, I, I'm starting to really like this Eagles team. They're not yeah. going to do any – I don't think they'll make the playoffs – but if they do, they could steal a game. I Remember it, their defense needs to get better before that because their defense was allowing like 85% completion. But, yeah. you know, I am here for it. I think they're a fun team, and I think they'll win this Sunday. So, Eagles minus one half, the Dolphins three. I got both. I got – I would pick both to cover. Um, Washington, Carolina, Cam Newton expected to start Sunday against his old coach, Ron Rivera. Poetic justice. Yeah, I don't think Taylor Heineke's going to have the same success he had last week against this Carolina defense. Who so is I think playing so be... much better now because the offense is confident. Yes, and I think the – well, I'm not saying Cam's great. He's so much better than their other two options. I think that'll help their offense a bit. I'm picking Carolina in this one. I like Get Carolina. the Cam back, baby. Yeah, I, and I think Cam has like a 
like a 200 yard passing game with 50 rushing yards and McCaffrey goes off. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Uh, Niners Jaguars in Jacksonville, Neil minus six for the Niners. The Niners got a big win Monday night football. Is this a letdown? <laughs> I know. I want to choose the Niners, especially because I don't think they've been that terrible this year, other than the, you know, embarrassing ass loss to the Cardinals without Kyler. But I just don't, nothing that Jacksonville does well, particularly helps them against San Francisco. Like their no, defense no, no. is They're primarily fun. their pass rush. And but they did a really nice just... job on the Colts run game after the first quarter. I was very impressed. Yeah, but they also but San Francisco doesn't have to run the ball. They also get their guys in favorable matchups like linebackers and stuff. I like Miles Jack well enough, but I still don't think he's covering George Kittle. I'm going to go with San Samuel. Francisco. Oh God, Debo Samuel. He's what, so what to good. say about Debo Samuel? Oh my he's been God. So, so okay. good this year. Okay, would you, but definitely would you, San Fran. Would you rather on? on your favorite team, right? Have mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. or Debo Samuel. Travis on my personal team, Travis Kelsey. Okay, let me do a receiver. Would you rather have Debo Samuel or Justin Jefferson? Okay, I'm going to say Justin Jefferson because he has that kind of number one prototypical receiver thing to him. I like Debo Samuel. Do not think this is me underselling Debo Samuel. I just, he's an interesting receiver and in that you, I feel like you have to use him in a certain way, which Kyle Shanahan does, so kudos to him. But yeah, I would not take him over Travis Kelsey or Justin Jefferson at this point. At this point. I like the Niners too, but the Jaguars will keep it close. That defense is really good. I like this defense. Their offense Different story. They're not helping Trevor Lawrence, and it's obvious. It's bad. Um, let's move on. Sunday late game, Neil. Cardinals, Seahawks. Cardinals. Kyler playing? I don't know, and frankly, I'm not sure I care at this point. Wow. Really? You see that Seattle offense? Like, Green Bay's defense is playing a lot better, but something's broken there. There's just something straight up broken in Seattle right now. And I'm not sure they're going to get back on track. Like, freaking Pete Carroll came out like, we need to run the ball more. I'm like, no, you don't, Pete. That's been your fucking problem your entire coaching tenure. mm. (laughs) Okay, it's just. I like Seattle mainly because I don't know if Kyler's going to play. And I'm looking right now. uh, They're saying he might play. I don't want to get burned again because I would have picked. Uh, I would have picked the other team against Arizona. Gosh, who did they even play last week? I'm drawing a blank. Carolina. But Carolina. Oh, I was Carolina, damn it. Yeah, but I, I just don't think, like, Seattle's no, defense I like, isn't as good as Carolina's. I understand that, but, like, oh, my God. This is a hard pick. Because even if Kyler comes back, he really hasn't practiced. Then That's important. Me and pick Arizona. I'm I'm sick my gum and go Seattle. I think right. Russell. I think Russell will have a better game. The offense will look better. The defense is whatever. I think Russell will have a better game, and that'll be enough. Mm-hmm. So Neil, let's do Sunday night football, shall we? We have the Steelers. The Steelers oh, who should be disqualified from any playoff talk for tying the Lions against the Chargers, who have fallen apart. <laughs> 
the last four weeks? Oh, well. Right, the Chargers like, have to win this game, right? Yes, and I think they will because one pure and simple reason. It's looking like Mason Rudolph's going to start again, and no. Just no. There's no way Mason Rudolph is beating this Chargers team. I said it on Tuesday. I'll say it again today. Mason Rudolph is trash. They're going to lose. I had the Chargers too. They just they, I can't see them losing four or five. I can't. I just can't. And if they do, they have coaching problems. Like, yeah, the, the, the red alert fire alarm is going off loudly in Los Angeles. It's going to get louder if they lose this game on prime time at home which it really won't be a home game because it's Los Angeles and the most fickle fan base in America. I said it. Come at me. Y'all are a bunch of fickle. Like, y'all crying about Staples. Getting the name changed. Like, get out of here. Oh, everyone does that, so. Oh, I hate it, but it's just so obnoxious. Anyway, different sport, different venue. Monday Night Football, let's wrap it up with Giants Buccaneers. Buccaneers, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> Wow, that's I, there's okay. no way. I mean, I'll there choose the no Bucks, way. but I'm choosing there... the Bucks too. But I think I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's... the Giants defense been playing better. Maybe this is another week where we're like, wow, what's going on with Tom? No, stop. Are they really going to drop too straight? There's no I... way. That would be three straight, wouldn't it? Oh my God, you're right. Three straight. Excuse yeah. me. I don't think so. I think they bounce back. Because I think they covered. The Giants aren't good. That covered in 11, Neil. Yeah. Neil, that's week 11. There's a lot of good games this week. I think it'll be a fun week of football. And we're going to be at two of the games, Neil. What are, you, what are you looking for at the Chiefs-Chargers game? A good time. Not Chargers-Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. I, You know what? It's supposed to rain in Buffalo, and I hope it snows instead. Yeah, snow is so much better than rain. So much just, better. That just says it in, in, in every aspect. Every is the superior form of uh, precipitation. <laughs> anyway, have a great day. I hope your team does well. Until then, we'll see you after Monday Night Football. Take care. Bye.